matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only Mike Gernari, guitar player of the legendary Madball. Now, before we get into this week's interview, I just want to remind you guys that Wednesday, November the 4th, I'll be a guest over on Neon Brainiacs. Me and the dudes Ben and Greg will be talking about the John Michael Thor classic zombie nightmare, so if you haven't seen that, you're definitely in for a treat. It's uh, free on YouTube, so go check it out before the episode drops. Uh, With that being said, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go follow those dudes as well, and here's the interview. How's it going, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so if you don't mind, just start with telling me a little bit about how you linked up with the guys in Madball. So it started because uh, I got asked by my friend Evan. He, he plays bass in a band called Wisdom and Chains. He asked me oh, if yeah. I could fill in uh, on tour for them in Europe. And yeah. at the time, I wasn't even playing in a band. Uh, that was kind of the longest break I had in a while, pretty much my whole life since I started playing guitar. Yeah. And so I was like excited to go. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I could definitely do it. It worked out. My boss, he let me go. And uh, it ended up being the first show that tour was with Madball. And they, those guys were already friends. Yeah. They knew each other. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, after they saw me play that night, you know, made the introduction uh, later on that or maybe like a month or two later, they had a tour with Suicidal Tendencies and they needed a guy to fill in on guitar. So they asked me. Oh yeah, yeah, hell of a tour. Yeah, yeah my my first one. Yeah, I did the two two weeks or three weeks with Wisdom and Chains, and then came home for like two weeks, learned all the Madball stuff, and then flew out to I think Arizona, mm-hmm. to start the suicidal tour for and that. That was twenty days. I remember that. Hell yeah! And yeah. you guys, you guys released uh, for the cause back in two thousand eighteen. Uh, do you guys have any plans on doing anything new in the future after COVID and everything, or is that kind of you know is that looking like it might be it? No, no, we, uh, I know Hoya's been writing for a while, even before the, the quarantine happened. And I know once that did happen, he had even more stuff uh, that he was working on. Yeah. So I think the plan is uh, hopefully maybe uh, end of the year, beginning of the new year, you know, we'll meet up and start, start jamming, working on some stuff and take okay. it from there. Yeah. Like the pre-production and shit like that. Yeah. Just getting a room together and jam the songs, you know, we never really get to do that. So to work out the new stuff, I think I'll probably end up going down to Florida, meet up with all those guys, and then uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Hell yeah. And do you do anything else with music other than Madball, or is that uh, your only project right now? Uh, currently, right now, that, that's all I do. I wish I had more time for other stuff. Yeah. But, you know, between working a regular job when I'm home, you know, and all everyday regular life stuff, girlfriend, and whatnot, um, yeah. doesn't leave too much more time. But, I mean, you know, when I'm sitting in my apartment, I, I love to – record ideas for all different styles of music you know all different genres oh yeah that's awesome and uh you yeah. manage a tattoo parlor don't you i do i do yeah tom's over new jersey trade wins tattoo oh yeah so check it out if you're in new jersey <laughs> yeah oh yeah Jer- jersey shore area that's awesome you said trade wins yep trade wins tattoo okay awesome we can uh go into the horror movies if that works for you man yeah hell yeah so if you don't mind just tell me a little bit about you know what your relationship with uh horror movies was growing up and, you know like how it is now that you're older so 
<laughs> growing up, uh, being the youngest of three boys, mm. uh, my first introduction to horror movies were, you know, my, <laughs> my brothers either tricking me into watching something or forcing me to watch something that I was obviously probably too young for at the time. Yeah. One brother, one brother's five years older than me. The other one's 11 years older than me. So that was my early memories, uh, you know, them, you know, sitting me down, making me watch whatever it was, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or, you know, we, we used to watch this one uh, old movie. Uh, it's called Basket Case. It's kind of like Hell a yeah. low budget. Yeah. <laughs> no, I <laughs> love Basket get, Case. <laughs> yeah. They used to get me with that all the time and a bunch, bunch of stuff. He's got his little brother, uh, Belial, in a fucking yeah. basket, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I won't say what it is, but that scene at the end of that movie is so fucking gross, man. I just, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that's a favorite around our house. But, you know, we watch tons and tons of stuff, you know, yeah. Phantasm, uh, you know, Basket Case, Pumpkinhead, and then like the, the classics or standards in, in my opinion, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like that stuff all came out kind of right when I was born. Yeah. So, um, you know, all that stuff, Halloween and all, all those movies. Hell yeah. No, Phantasm is a, a favorite of mine as well. Just the way they did some of the effects for 79 was crazy. You know, like those spheres fly, you know, flying mm -hmm. around and shit like that. So, mm -hmm. but um, we, we always say how we prefer effects of that nature as opposed to the standard day, like CGI thing. Like CGI just doesn't do it for me, no matter how good it is. I, I'd rather see like a real life, you know, something like a makeup effects thing as opposed to special effects like uh, CGI stuff. Yeah. No, I feel like a lot of people uh, prefer that as well. And what kind of gets me is like, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but when they did the remake or well, the prequel for The Thing in like 2011, yes. I think, mm -hmm. they did it with uh, completely practical effects and went over top of that and pretty much ruined it with like all the CGI. Like if you go online, you can find on YouTube where literally every effect in the movie is being done with practical effects. So mm. it makes you, makes you wonder like, who who dropped the ball to where they couldn't use that footage? Like, was it the type of cameras they were using that made it look weird? Was it a filter? Mm -hmm. You know, who didn't check that shit? Because I'm sure it would have probably gone over way better with fans had they came out with like this practical effect movie in 2011 when nobody yeah, expected I, it. You know? Yeah, I haven't heard about that, but I definitely check that out. Um, yeah, I, I much prefer uh, you know a regular you know the, the the computer stuff. Just it doesn't doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Now, do you have a, a favorite horror movie of all time? Would you say? Oh man, favorite horror movie of all time. Mm. Uh, and if you have like a couple that you just like keep at the top, that's you know that's fine as well because I know it's hard to choose with horror being there's so many good ones and so many different types of horror. You know, I'll tell you, yeah, like uh, I mean, as far as like uh, one with uh, you know like a main character boogeyman type thing, you know, uh, yeah, I think a Nightmare on Elm Street growing up was the one. I mean, I'm sure that's probably a pretty popular you know answer, but that to me, you know, that, that whole series, even though the later ones are not my favorite, that, that first one, they yeah. just, I don't know, just something about it just did, did something to me when I was young. I'll tell you what, like the, in, in recent years, the movie that like scared me the most freaked me out was uh, The Conjuring. That one really got to me for some reason. Oh yeah, no, I enjoy that one as well. And I, uh, I'm one of those people that I really enjoy Freddy myself. Scream's probably my favorite horror movie, which I don't know if you'd count him as, you know, Ghostface as much of a boogeyman as... Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. But, yeah. Um, but I would, which of course I've, I'm like real weird about it because my favorite horror movie is Scream. Uh, my second favorite is A Nightmare on Elm Street, but mm -hmm. I'd probably say my favorite horror icon is Jason. But uh, okay. 
just because of the overall series. I think I like almost every Jason movie except for like one, and there's like 10 movies. So, well, there's like 11 or 12 if you count like the remakes and stuff like that. But uh, as far as A Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm with you. I love the first one, but like other than three and maybe A New Nightmare and two, the rest of them are kind of just like whatever to me they're not really they're enjoyable but they're not on the same par with the first one for sure no no first one is special and then uh the uh dream warriors i think is my next favorite after yeah. that now nah, same here that's uh three that that one's just i don't know it's the first one that's got stacked up awesome kills if you know what i mean like yeah the first movie has a couple cool kills but i don't think there's a single like dull kill in dream warriors like from him stringing the dude up like a marionette to coming out of the mm-hmm. tv and you know saying it's prime time bitch and stuff like that <laughs> fucking awesome so and it's, yeah it's the first like real one-liner filled uh freddy as well so yeah yeah no, I, I, love, I love that one <laughs> but now in the conjuring is really good uh do you like the rest of the films in the universe or do they start to kind of fizzle out for you as well I, I liked um, the the first Annabelle. I thought it was cool. And then yeah, the other yeah. ones didn't really do it for me. And then the, the second Conjuring movie was okay. And then I think I, I didn't see The Nun. I think I kind of fell off at that point. But yeah, th- those first two of, of Annabelle and The Conjuring, those in recent years, those have really, really got to me. I like those ones a lot. Yeah, I still haven't seen The Nun yet either. And I've had... Uh... I've had nobody say anything good about it on this podcast, but I've had negative reviews on it on this podcast. I think even uh, Charlie from Anthrax said he didn't like it. So, Yeah, I, I think that's probably what steered me away. Before I even tried to dive into it, I think I maybe caught wind. It's, you know, to some degree, either online or somebody told me. And yeah. again, I, I watched every Annabelle movie and especially the, the last one, uh, or, the, or I think, what was it? Uh, where they're like, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but whether it's like the teenagers in the house and they're just being stalked by the dog, I don't know. It was, it was terrible. Now, I don't, um, the only two animal bells I've seen is like creation, which is like the, you know, the origin story. Yeah, I saw that too. That It was after that one. Yeah, that, uh, I missed the third Annabelle, but I, or if I saw it, it was like once and I don't remember much. But the first Annabelle, like you said, I did like that one, especially yeah. that's actually got one of my favorite uh, opening scenes of all time. I mean, kind of long but like the whole cult style people like the charles manson style people mm-hmm. like breaking in and like killing themselves yeah. in their house like that yeah, whole scene is pretty gruesome and it's fucking sketchy too so yeah super sketchy yeah no that, that's great though yeah. um and then uh, you know De- devil's rejects uh i, I really liked i mean i, I don't know how yeah. recent that is now but yeah in comparison i'm thinking to when uh you know i was a kid to when i was an adult you know yeah. th- those are the ones that stick out for me house of a thousand corpses i liked a lot too um three from hell i wasn't a big fan of but um mm-hmm. you know the other two i thought were great i enjoyed three from hell but it's definitely uh like if i was putting like my favorite horror movies of the past 20 years it probably wouldn't go up there even though yeah you know, I like yeah. watching it, but it's it's not up there like as you know like how same with thirty one. Like I enjoyed thirty one, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much or enough as uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects, to where those would probably go on you know some of my favorite lists. To where the other mm-hmm. ones would just be like somebody throw them on, I definitely would watch them, or I might even put them on myself if I'm stream like looking for through streaming shit. And I'm just in the mood, but they're just definitely just I don't know something about those first two movies stand apart from the rest of his films. I actually kind of like his first Halloween remake. I know some people hate that shit, but the very first one he did, I thought was pretty good too. So I, I liked the first one, second one, eh, whatever. <laughs> second um, one was kind of bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, what wasn't my thing. I did enjoy the first one, and then yeah. the the one, the most recent one uh, that Danny McBride had a part of. Like I guess he produced it or 
I'm yeah. not sure what his actual role was, but um, I know uh, he has that one. And I think they're making, they're trying to make two more of those ones that, that one with the, Jamie Lee Curtis came back in that, uh, that, that was okay too. I thought that was not the, the best craziest one, but it was, it was good. Yeah. And that one, I probably lump in there with like 31 and stuff like that. It's like, of course it's they're kind of you know they're different movies but uh just as far as like how i feel about them like they're fun movies but definitely nowhere near as good as the originals which i mean Halloween no. is a straight-up classic so it's gonna be hard yeah. to touch that but um yeah. do you have any scenes that stand out to you from house of a thousand corpses or devil's rejects i feel like i get a lot of people to talk about them and I always forget to actually like talk about the movies you know what i mean oh man house of a thousand corpses you know the whole time the first time i watched that the just just the name dr satan always kind of freaked yeah. me out and then seeing the actual character mm. as, you know, I, th I thought they did a great job with that. You know, like there was nothing really coming out in horror like that at that time, I don't think. And I know that movie was put on hold for a long time too. Yeah. Um, so I was anticipating it for a long time. And uh, yeah, that, that scene when they, when they first showed Dr. Satan, it's pretty insane. Devil's Rejects. I mean, I just like that whole movie. <laughs> that, that, you know, there's parts that make me laugh. There's parts that make me cringe. It's, it's a good story. Yeah. Um, well, to speak yeah. on uh, House of a Thousand Corpses real quick, one thing I like about that is being uh, a little – when that came out, I was probably like 13, 14 maybe. Maybe a little younger, a little older. But uh, I had never been into horror to where I'd seen a lot of Grindhouse stuff that had like weird editing and like all these like mm -hmm. little cut scenes and stuff. So when mm -hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses came out and it had like its own – you know, the Dr. Wolfenstein, and then it had the, you know, like in the middle of the movie, it had an ad for Captain Spaulding's chicken and shit like that. Like that stuff was so mind blowing and crazy to me that it was, I don't know, it drew me in more than almost anything coming out around that time, like horror or not horror, you know? Right. Yeah. There's something about it. Yeah. Like exactly what you said. It just, it just pulled me in for sure. Yeah. And the characters as well, like Dr. Satan, you know, and then the whole Firefly, you know, Otis is crazy. Like everything he says is like almost, you can find it quoted by a famous, uh, serial killer if you go looking and shit like that uh, okay that makes, that makes sense hell yeah so uh how do you feel about horror remakes and stuff like that do you usually try to steer away from them or is that something that you're usually into or that you uh, surprise you're into well uh i definitely uh for the most part always give them a chance because i'm always just interested to see if they can yeah uh, you know improve upon it or just make a good movie period um so i i'll usually for the most part give it a chance like i've seen all the the texas chainsaw massacre remakes and mm -hmm. I mean, the, part two, the original part two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a huge one for me. That, that's definitely up there. Uh, I'd say probably top five. That one stood out to me from the, the first time I saw it when I was little and still to not, when I watch it to this day. That one's big for me. And I watched all those remakes and they, they, those just get, you know, more unwatchable as they go on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the one, the last one where I think, it, what's her name? Like, uh, Alexandra Daddario or something and the the uh, singer dude Trey songs and they like she inherits the house and they go and they're staying and partying at the house at like, that one was just horrible yeah they jumped 40 years in the future yet she's like 27 <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, I hated that movie uh I liked the first remake with Jessica Biel and then the beginning yep. wasn't like really terrible the one where the two brothers are like fighting over going to the army that one was just kind of like uh I felt like they were just shoehorning a lot of stuff from the first remake like because it was a prequel to that one, they were just like, oh, we got to cut off, you know, the uncle's legs in this movie and we're going to have to, right. um, you know, cut off somebody's, you know, pretty much they had to just like make everything that, ha you know, was already we, like he had to become sheriff. Like they were just 
they already explained too much of the original Texas Chainsaw, and then they kind of went and explained a little bit more of it. So that's the only thing I didn't like is it just felt the need to explain again, and it was like, just give us yeah. – we just want to see Leatherface chopping people up. That's all we care yeah. about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, uh, but, no, I am glad that they didn't try to touch on characters. Like you said, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, the original, and uh, the fact that they never try to touch on, like, Chop Top makes me so happy because they would just fuck that up nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, that would just be embarrassing to watch. Like that is such a special character, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't even realize it till years later that I forget which one was first, but that I realized first. But in the Primus song, like yeah. DMV yeah. or something, they use the dog will hunt. They use that sample. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's know? uh, shit. Is it uh, something off pork soda? I'm pretty sure. I think it's Jerry was a race car driver. Uh, or maybe yeah, maybe it is that yeah, sailing see the cheese yeah. I feel like it might be, but I might be wrong as well, just because uh, I know it's right before the solo either way. But um, Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, it might be Jerry's race for that. But uh, no, nah, I never realized that either until I was like watching the movie, like honestly, because uh, I definitely heard the song growing up and then saw the movie a little bit older. Because like I said, I wasn't into like 80s horror stuff growing up. It was kind of just, you know, what was new. I was like, oh, let me rent, you know, the new release horror movie and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it until I saw it either, but I will say that uh, it was cool to see Bill Mosley like return in that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, but that whole new timeline and everything was, just, I don't know, it was kind of hot trash for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Leatherface one that they made after that, that was a prequel to that one. Like it was a prequel to the original, but it was supposed to be in line with that one. Mm-hmm. It was even worse. I thought that one was really bad. Yeah, I know I saw it, but I, I probably couldn't tell you anything about that one just because I was so uninterested. Yeah, no, it's awful. <laughs> so I got a, a few hypothetical questions. We can jump into those. Sure. All right, so my first one is, uh, would you ever want to, you know, score a horror movie if you were offered? You know, and what kind of horror movie would you want to score if given the chance? You know, would you want to do like a sci-fi horror or slasher or something like that? I, I mean, that's not something I've ever dabbled with, but I would love to at least give it a shot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Either like a, either like a slasher or like just like a real like creepy suspense, you know, thriller type thing would be cool. You know, just uh, like real like like stressful kind of you know ambient sounds and stuff. Like I would be down with that for sure. Hell yeah! I know it's not like really horror, but like uh, kind of like a what what lies beneath style movie where it's yeah. like very eerie and yep. like haunting. Yeah, I, guess. I appreciate all all movies like that as well. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, my next question is, is if Madball, you know, say the new album came out and somebody approached you and said, we want to make a music video, but we want to make a short remake version of one of your favorite horror movies for the music video, uh, what horror movie would you choose? And like, how would you want to do it in the style of a music video? Oh, dude, I would definitely do uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 in the radio station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something with that scene and that you know uh that background for sure i think could be cool you know you could have the the intro maybe you know when they're on the highway the, with the kids on the on the phone with the radio dj and yeah and, you know cruising up to the radio station yeah that'd be uh that'd be cool have it playing like another one of your songs on the radio station and then like then the other song kick in when you start they start getting their heads chopped off and shit <laughs> exactly exactly now that would be sick and then uh wh- real quick just a comment on that movie again it's got one of the most underrated jump scares in my opinion when she's like going through and she's like uh this is a lamp this is a duck and all that shit and then he just like comes out of the record room oh yeah i've seen the movie probably at least you know 12 times and every time it gets my ass for sure yeah oh dude one of the best 
It's almost like Jason throwing a body through a window in Friday the 13th every fucking time. Uh, not the original, obviously, but because he's not in it, but like, you know, throughout the series and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a big thing he does. But uh, uh, my next question would be is if it's kind of like the same thing, but in the way of an instrument, you know, if you could get a customized instrument that was uh, horror related in any way, what would you, and it, it could be, uh, I meant to say instrument or like amplifier or even like a backdrop or anything. So it could be like your head, your cabinet, your amp, or, you know, the entire uh, like tour backdrop for Madball. If you could get that customized to fit a horror movie, how would you get it customized? And like, what would you get? Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe I would do some kind of werewolf theme. Uh, I was actually just talking about this the other day with my brother and my boss. Uh, hmm. What the, the what we think in movies are the, the top like coolest, you know, most badass werewolves. Uh, I said, yeah. I said Amer- American Werewolf in London, uh, Waxwork. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Underworld, the, uh, the whatever, the one with the, I think it's the second one, I think. Yeah. But, um, and then, uh, what? and even the uh, the Benicio Del Toro, Wolfman, I think is fucking badass. Maybe something with one of those graphics on it, something like that. Hell yeah. Nah, I know, uh, you're talking about like just like painted onto the guitar? Or I was thinking more of like a backdrop. Oh, like, hell yeah. yeah. Something, something, I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah, it could be on my cab or something. Now, that would be sick that, like, uh, you said, have, like, uh, the werewolf busting out of the clothes, like, howling up at the moon, and the moon be behind, like, where it says Madball or whatever, you know. Or it could be, like, a Madball, like, wolf head. Yeah, there you, you go. go. That'd be sick. <laughs> Were- werewolf head. <laughs> yeah. Now, that'd be sick as fuck. <laughs> now, uh, one of my favorite werewolf movies, if you haven't checked it out, uh, is called Late Phases. Have you heard of that one? No, I don't. I, I haven't heard of that. I highly recommend it. Uh, I recommended it a couple times before on the show, but it's pretty much it's this without giving away too much a blind guy moves into like a old like a old home retreat you know it's like not necessarily like an old home where everybody just lives in one building but it's like a whole neighborhood you know like a gated community and uh his son puts him in there and then like on the first night his dog gets killed and he hears it and he hears that it's like a creature and he feels like it's a werewolf and stuff so um he realizes that that was the full moon. So he pretty much spends like the whole next 30 days waiting for the next full moon to see if like uh, werewolves come around and shit like that. And he's like real paranoid and stuff. So, but it's a pretty good movie. It's, uh, I can't think of anybody that's in it of notice other than Ethan Embry, who's been in like fucking like can't hardly wait and shit like that. But <laughs> Which I love that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> so, so dumb. Like, oh God, I love that movie. He's like, weren't you that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wears T-shirts sometimes. His hair. The, uh, that's the yeah, that's the dude I was trying to think of how the guy that's always <laughs> like running up to him and stuff. Mm. But uh, so my final question for you is, do you have any uh, horror stories of your own? And they could be from either being on tour on the road or they could be something, you know, that happened to you in your personal life or maybe that you felt was supernatural. Yeah, I mean, uh, my brother and I used to live together in a condo, and we used to see weird shit happen all the time, especially towards the end before we moved out. Um, Just like, for example, I mean, I came home from work one day, and I sat down on the couch, and uh, in front of me was the coffee table, and there was like a book of matches just laying there, you know, and like, you know, we didn't have any fans on or anything. There's no windows open. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, didn't, I definitely didn't touch it. I was just sitting there on the couch, but I could just see it right in front of me. And just like as if somebody walked up to it and flicked it, it went flying off the table, like in the opposite direction. Like, it, it, you know, to the point where, yeah, to the point where I just froze. And I was like, how could that have just happened? Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. And then another day I was getting ready for work and uh, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed 
and I'm putting on my socks and I, and I look over and the, my computer chair just starts spinning all by itself. Like, again, like I didn't touch it. I didn't bump it. You know, there's nothing, you know, no fan, no window open, nothing. And just started spinning all by itself. And again, froze and was like, how could this be fucking happening? Yeah. And my, my, my brother saw a bunch of weird shit in the basement. So yeah, that, during that time period, I remember just, you know, it seemed like, especially towards the end, we'd always be like, dude, you'll never guess what happened like this, you know, that, whatever. And uh, yeah, yeah, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. Hell yeah. And you know, it was a condo because it didn't follow you, right? You're not still being haunted to this day. <laughs> no, no. I got an apartment with my girl and uh, everything's good. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. And thanks for sharing everything. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, maybe we could do it again one day. Of course, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. And as always, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only Brian Parker, drummer for the band Anoint the Sick. Don't forget to go check out the episode of Neon Brainiacs dropping Wednesday, November 4th, featuring your boy, where we talk about the John Michael Thor classic Zombie Nightmare. And also, if you haven't heard, Tom Smith from The Acacia Strain and Alex Ray from Counterparts have started their own podcast where they talk about movies of any kind in any genre, and they just deep dive into them. And one thing I like about it is that they're keeping it completely positive. They're not going to shit talk a movie that they don't like. The whole point is to talk about movies they like and the reasons they like them. So, And their podcast is called Flick Filled Land. Go check that out. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go check out Loudmouth Threads who did this awesome original podcast artwork and stay safe.